What if pain was a guide to make us look inside and equip us with resilience? What tools would we need to master? Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're tuning in from today. You're listening to my guru, and I'm your host, Anna Maria Bosky. This week's podcast, I sat down with a very humble, lighthearted, and joyful raw vegan and macrobiotic chef, Sayuri Tanaka. Sayuri's restaurant in Ubud, Bali is always filled to the brim with people arriving in the morning and not leaving until closing. Her gluten-free, dairy-free, everything-free food and desserts are by far the most creative and tasty that I've ever had and could say in the world, at least in my personal opinion. Being a gluten intolerant taster of many dry and uninspiring uh, gluten-free alternatives, I can really vouch for these desserts. During our conversation, Sayuri speaks about how meeting fruitarians and breatharians changed her life, how important it is to cultivate a nurturing relationship towards food. But we are receiving the, 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 the love of the food and uh, it, we are transforming that uh, to ourselves. It's a big deal. And the nutritional benefits of eating raw food. And a little disclaimer regarding this week's podcast, it was recorded in Ubud, Bali, in Sayuri's restaurant. And for any of those who've listened to our previous podcasts or who have lived or visited Bali, you probably know that random sounds are inevitable. So there will be odd sounds now and then. Please forgive me. <laughs> so put the kettle on, grab your tea, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Today we are here with the amazing Sayuri, um, an incredible, could I say, raw food chef? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, here in Ubud, Bali, probably one of the, the most trendiest places to be at with people here all day from the morning till the end of the <laughs> evening, late at night. Um, I'm just really excited to be here. As I mentioned to Sayuri before, I've traveled to many places in the world and tried a lot of different alternative gluten-free or alternative uh, health lifestyle foods, but absolutely nothing compares to mm. your food, actually, and your desserts. I have never eaten dessert that's comparable in terms of quality and also taste without anything like dairy or wheat or sugar mm. and it's a real honor and pleasure to to meet you and to speak with you in this way yeah thank you for having me yeah so first off who are you and what do you do who am i <laughs> big question but i would i would call myself low food chef <laughs> as everybody called me so yeah I've been involving in food industry uh, cooking and uh, chefing being in the kitchen for all my life so yeah almost 20 years I was working in the kitchen now kind of I'm on the transition to becoming more of the uh, restaurant owner I would say but also 
I teach uh, how to eat healthy, and uh, I lead the raw food chef training, dessert, um, dessert chef training, chocolatier, and detox courses, many different courses. So yeah, uh, raw chef teacher is another <laughs> title I can <laughs> put myself. And the teaching part is becoming more uh, bigger than um, actually, being, actually being in the kitchen, making mm. something. Although I'm missing that, you know, I'm, I, I'm missing that part. And I still continue to develop new, new recipes. Yeah, so, yeah, that's who I am. I've been living in Bali for almost seven or eight years. Yep. Uh, before that, I was uh, in India for about three years, working in the retreat center, uh, cooking and, and cooking for a large numbers of people uh, that we had. And uh, until then, so going back uh, 13 years ago, I was still cooking in Japan in Tokyo at the vegan restaurant. And that's where I learned uh, the uh, different way of technique to create the food in vegan way, which was completely different. It's actually opposite from the commercial way of making food. And so, yeah, that's where I kind of learned the basic of vegan cooking. Uh, before, I was working in the commercial kitchen, which I learned uh, all the different types of cuisine from the world because that place was quite known as worldwide delicatessen. Um, and then at uh, the age of 30, I wanted to do something. I wanted to explore uh, the world. So I quit my job and I took the intensive uh, yoga teacher training. I know. Ah, there was no yoga teacher training at the time, so it was an intensive course. Yeah. And so I learned Ashtanga and hoping that I can continue to practice um, when I travel. You know, Ashtanga is kind of you memorize all the sequence and you do the same thing every day. And then, so yeah, since then I decided to go to India and I went to Mysore to practice with the um, the source of Ashtanga, Guruji. And then that's where I started my whole new journey began. Um, and then I traveled around India afterward, uh, went to Australia, New Zealand, different part of Asia, wherever I can cook and I, wherever I can practice yoga. Mm. That was my focus. I did uh, um, like a lot of work exchanges, um, but at that time, that was the point where I met raw foodist. I met the people who introduced me uh, raw food because in Japan there was not that language was uh, existed at that time. I was eating raw. But I didn't know there were such things. Mm. I was just eating salad all the time and people thought I'm crazy. And so, yeah, everywhere I go, people introduce me uh, making a raw nori roll without rice. And I was like, oh, this is how I eat usually. And then I met the fruitarian 
when I was traveling in, in Australia, it, that was shocking for me because at that time it wasn't a common um, information. Now, nowadays, people, there is Bristarian, Frustarian, uh, there's many different, you know, um, dietary living way of living. And fruitarian means just eat fruit? Yes. Only? Yes. Okay. When I took his photo, he was actually floating, but he was on the trampoline, but, so of course he's floating, but that was his energy. I captured his energy. He was very flying high, <laughs> but super gentle and kind person. But anyway, I was searching for that information. That's why I was meeting those person uh, who introduced me all that new uh, world. And, and then at, at the end of the journey, traveling, I wanted to come back to India and I wanted to uh, work instead of just work exchange or just traveling. So I found a place called Papa Valley, Valley Yoga Retreat Center and then I asked if I can come and they said yes, come. And then since then, I uh, continued to cook uh, for the group for, the, um, for three years. And that's where I experiment raw food mm. from the book mostly because I didn't have anyone to teach. But I kind of converted the vegan food that I was cooking into raw food. So a lot of tofu turns into cashew basically. Mm. And that's where I developed a lot of recipes. And, um, and then I came to Bali, I wanted to assist the famous raw chef from the States. And also I assisted and a couple of times and then I continued to take over a chef position. And that's where uh, people started calling me raw food chef. And uh, that was the time where there was a more of the demand. It, there was increasing demand for raw food and raw food chef for the retreat and for yoga. So my work become, became more predominantly raw food, making for the retreat group. Mm. And that was I am uh, passionate about and I love it so much because I don't have to make everything every day, same things. And I can be quite creative because it's quite often it's a buffet. And I can do what I have, you know, that, uh, that's what I loved about. And um, at one point, me and my previous partner created the Raw Food Chef Training and a cafe called Seas of Life. And uh, after a few years, I kind of uh, pulled myself out and uh, I, I continued to carry on the raw chef training under Sayuri Healing Food. And then, and then I knew I was going to open another cafe, although it took a while. There was many okay places in town, but they never say hello, yes. <laughs> but when <laughs> I walked in, <laughs> it was like, mm, yes, it's okay, but you know, there is always a but. And when I walk in this place, this is it. 
I know this meant to be for me. Mm. And uh, I knew nothing about how much it costs and all the logistic part. But uh, I know this is a, I have to do. Not that I have to do, this is what I want to do. Mm, mm, mm. This is for me. And uh, yeah, so it's been two years and almost half. Two years and a half that uh, we created Sayuri Healing Food where there is a cafe. Uh, we serve raw and cooked plant-based food. And that I think it becoming more of the part of the community. That was my intention. Mm. I originally, I mean, for a long, long time, I wanted to have a place where people can just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> and because food is what I do, uh, it's, it's cafe, you know, the cafe is the place where uh, that I want to manifest of the things that I want to manifest. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you see the people, they just hang out all day. All day. <laughs> they hang out all day. It really like blows my mind. Yeah. So yeah, it's working. It's serving my purpose. And um, that's a, a short version of my story. Um, I'm, I'm interested because when you were speaking, you were saying when you were like traveling, you were like going to India and you were meeting, you know, you met this fruitarian, you were like, on the search for information, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. also, so a part of me wants to know, like, why were you on that search for that? Like, what were you looking for? Mm, what I was looking for. The healthy way of living. Mm -hmm. How we can live healthy and balanced and uh, create peace with our life. But I don't know, at that time, I, that, that I didn't have that purpose and intention. And I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that I'm searching for something. Mm. If, when I think of that now, I guess I was searching for it. That's why I was meeting a certain person. The person I, that I met in the, the, when I first went to India, he kind of changed my whole perspective to the world. It was more like, I was more me, 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 you know, my focus was me. He was completely 100% out, out, out. So he kind of transformed my energetic direction to out, out, out. Mm. <laughs> um, it's kind of amazing. So. He, you were quite, in some way, like ego-centered, like not not in a negative way, but you were just very focused, still quite self-focused. Yeah. And you met someone who was actually kind of taking, just very like, we the unity mm -hmm. kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is that what also led you to yoga? No, yoga was I was, the beginning, the starting point was I was doing dancing. I was into uh, contemporary dance, and uh, but I was working so hard and then dancing every day, and then you know I was not sure how sustainable it can be. And then yoga became a little bit of fashion at that time, and then I wanted to find something alternative, and that's where I started yoga. Okay. And I found it's so different. It's a really you know yoga is so internal. And uh, going inward, and um, dance is more expression. Mm. You know. Yeah, I, I now I love it both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Okay, so so you were talking about how you were searching for like that balance, right? Energetically, do you feel that you found that through this lifestyle of yoga and un uncooked raw food? Is that what you say? Mm, yes, I mean, again, this is not something like if I look back. Yes, I think I was searching for it, but everything was organic and I was not intentionally searching for something. So I don't have that moment of, yes, this is it, I found it, finally, you know, it's, it was really a part of my way of living. Mm -hmm. Doing yoga and then eating healthy is just really um, <clears throat> normal, nothing special. But when I start teaching and when I start having the cafe, it will multiple. It's mm. not only me feeling that, but we, we get to share what we are passionate about. And there was the moment of, yes, this is it, you know? Like when we can share, when we can do what you are so passionate about, I think it's so powerful, the impact that you can affect to the others and to yourself and to the world is, is so powerful. So in that sense, it's, it's, it's not just raw food can change the world, but if every, if uh, I mean, for me, raw food, learning raw food and this plant-based food is just a tool. Mm. And everybody has a tool. Uh, you, maybe a dance is a tool. <laughs> and musician, uh, music is a tool. Singing and gardening. Even in Japan tradition, sweeping is a way to meditate, mm. you know. Um, if you can have the tool, that's where it go. That's you know. That's uh, the way you want to to to, to expand. Mm. Yes, I know you wanted to bring it to. No, 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 no. I know. I really love everything you're saying, and actually, I really agree. And that's yes. kind of the purpose of this podcast is exactly that. It's mm. like we interview people to understand their journey and what was their medicine, because it's a journey to find your own medicine. Okay. And then once we find that medicine, right, we then understand, we practice it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then as Rebecca, this yoga teacher says, we then, you know, really teach it. Mm -hmm. And then we share that medicine with others, yes. you know, and it's like a domino effect. So mm -hmm. I think one of the challenges that people face across the globe, because not everyone comes to Uber, they can mm -hmm. find this stuff really easily, mm -hmm. um, is what are the tools? Mm -hmm. And like, how do I discover my tools? Mm. and like what works for me and yes. it's like a process of discovery yes and so like interviewing you it's mm. it's an opportunity to just understand what is your tool mm. and like why why do you why is it healing mm. for you mm. and what what is its healing property for others that come to this incredible mm. space that you've created? Mm. And I also really like Seeds of Life too. Mm. So that for those that are interested, you know, they can they can listen in and, and practice mm. at home maybe. And if it, if it resonates with them, they can continue that journey towards, mm. you know, an uncooked mm. lifestyle. So sure, sure. I think even taking the Rofu Chef training, even n not purposing to become a Rofu Chef, 
uh, or even taking the yoga teacher training. It's a, it, you don't have to become a, a raw uh, food chef or yoga teacher training, but um, those tools can work for uh, everyone. Mm. And that's also a tool to help what you can do in the world, mm. to the world. And um, because it's empower, it's empowerment is the big things. Yeah. Yes. Self empowerment, right? Yes, self empowerment. Yeah. yeah. And how is how is raw food like in your journey, personal to you? Mm. Like, what about it is mm. has been healing for for you, and why do you see it as medicine? Because like even on your menu, you write like mm. it's about energy and. Mm. You know, it's, it's healing. It's, it helps us align with our yes. with our path. So, can you elaborate and explain that more? Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, plant-based food and uh, in the most natural states, which could be a raw or living food, I believe it uh, uh, helps to connect us to life, or connect to ourselves, to others, and then every living beings mm. and uh, nature and Mother Earth. I see it energetically, but technically speaking, when those food, the, the food are organically grown in the most natural states, um, which include uh, vegetables and fruits and seaweed, nuts and seeds, those are the predominant uh, plant-based food that we use. When they are prepared in the uh, loving way, uh, without heating too much, it uh, it has a, it cons in, it preserves the higher vibrational energy mm. and the enzymes and life force and also all the vitamins and minerals and uh, um, important nutrients like essential fatty acid and protein. Those are quite heat, sen heat sensitive. It will be denatured if it's uh, high heated. So eating those food in uh, raw state, we have a lot of benefit nutritionally, but also it has the um, living light energy uh, that called by your photon. Um, every be living beings has that by your photon, uh, whereas everything dead doesn't. And that's for me the significant reason, the, one of the big reasons why I eat predominantly in this way, because mm. I want to eat more of the light. I believe that the, we all, everybody has your own beautiful shine and the light that was shining in the fullest, the, you know, uh, uh, and uh, that's why you're here. And uh, it's all different, but um, when when we become of the food of what we eat, just like old saying, uh, we can potentially become the light from the living food that we eat. So that we, our ola, which also have a beautiful shine, um, maybe we can increase the shine, uh, or we can more become of your authentic self. Mm. I think that's really, really powerful things.
It's just connected to, you know, being authentic self is that do what you're passionate about. In that sense, that uh, this, you know, living energy is, I think it's, it's so important to intake. And also simply food, it's um, when we eat the food um, with intention and uh, deep respect and the gratitude, it's very sacred mm -hmm. because we are taking the food. I mean, not uh, uh, exploiting the food, but we are receiving the, 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 the love of the food. And uh, it, we are transforming that uh, to ourselves. It's a big deal, you know. So to cultivate the relationship and the understanding uh, toward the food, where it comes from, uh, that uh, restore and of course that will restore and heal the, the, the relationship to yourself and to others and to everything around you. And that's what I and that's how I see. And also eating local and whole and seasonal, that is so important beyond of whether it's raw or not. Because now, nowadays this microbiome, have you heard of microbiome yeah, yeah, and yeah. second brain? This microbiology living internally and externally is becoming a big thing and then new science uh, discovered that we have the same numbers of uh, uh, um, bacteria living with us and same numbers, almost equal numbers as uh, uh, ourselves um, we, that we coexist symbiotically. Food, it's um, when we eat the food with intention and uh, deep respect and the gratitude, it's very sacred mm -hmm. because we are taking the food. I mean, not uh, uh, exploiting the food, but we are receiving the, 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 the love of the food. And uh, it, we are transforming that uh, to ourselves. It's a big deal. You know, so to cultivate the relationship and the understanding uh, toward the food, where it comes from, uh, that uh, restore and of course that will restore and heal the, the, the relationship to yourself and to others and to everything around you. And that's, what I, and that's how I see. And there is also environmental bacteria and fungi coexist together with us mm. that when you eat the food locally grown they are um, ecologically well balanced and then when we eat those food we also help uh, they also it also help us to create the balance ah. with us and the nature if we, if we eat the food from the other side of the world it were very unbalancing and even just even think about it yeah. you know um, so like now there is a lot of superfood and super tonic that helps us to adjust and align 
ourselves, some of them has a, a adaptogen tonics. They have adaptability that helps us to align and balance our homeostasis, but balance with the nature. Uh, but also simply eat that uh, natural, simple food from your garden from, or from neighbor that really have a potential to uh, help us to heal. But the ultimate goal of eating health is not only we don't want to have just to cure the disease, mm. that the disease that caused by us, you know, being disbalanced uh, with nature. Um, I think it's uh, more about what you're going to do with your health. Now that you are empowered and uh, motivated, enthusiastic to life, whereas if you are not feeling well, you don't have that enthusiasm, you know, you don't have that enthusiasm. Um, so when you are um, in health, you can experience more uh, to your best of your life and uh, our body is here for us to experience um, so that our soul can glow yeah so uh, yeah everything is kind of connected um, back to how important to be in in the in healthy mind and healthy spirit and healthy body so that you have so much potential you can do. It's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, so from what I'm from what I'm picking up and what I'm hearing is that the the connection between so if you cook food a lot of the time the biophotons then are not there anymore, right? So if you eat it raw, they are there and by eating that we're eating light source energy and it helps us align with the natural balance of, of mm -hmm. our environment, right? Mm -hmm. So if we eat locally, mm -hmm. um, we then, you know, harmonize and then are mm -hmm. more in balance with our environment and nature. And if we keep it raw, then we're actually able to ingest mm -hmm. the benefits of mm -hmm. that food. So I, I guess a question that comes, mm -hmm. comes to mind is then why have we been cooking? You know, why, why do we cook food? And are some, do all foods lose these biophotons when they're cooked? Uh, I would say any process, whether it's cook, cooking or different uh, action, dehydrating, blending, any process will lose the biophotons. But, the, the, but uh, heating dramatically loses it. Com so you can't even compare with dehydration or blending. But it will lose a certain amount, you know, any process. If you leave it uh, for outside for some time, maybe it might gonna lose. You know, sure. it's so different from freshly uh, picked, uh, fully ripe tomato, mm. or after let it sit for you know a couple of days. Um, but uh, I mean, even heating, I, I'm not the uh, advocate. I'm not the advocate of eating 100%. The way to go, you know. Yeah. Uh, heating might gonna decrease, but it's good to eat uh, straight away. Yeah, some some food come 
possibly can be easier to digest when it's cooked. Some people have some some food has to cook to be able to digest. Rice, yeah. um, potatoes, it's better cooked if you're gonna eat it. Uh, whereas, uh, although in raw food diet, it doesn't consist so much of the grains and mm -hmm. potatoes. Yeah. So yeah, if you're gonna cook, I think it's good to eat straight away. And uh, also, you know, cooking is not necessarily bad. It's adding the heat energy. It's a fire element. Mm. We need, uh, we all need the fire elements. Digestion is a fire element. Mm. And uh, possibly, you know, cooking might gonna add another love energy when you're mixing over the fire. You know, that's the also very important uh, n nutrition. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes mm -hmm. sense. So I'm interested. So ever since you started to eat raw food, like how has that impacted your, your energy, your relationships, your happiness, your life? Yeah, like I said, I don't have any dramatic change because I was eating in this way without being conscious about it. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, Subtle things I noticed. <clears throat> and I was fully raw when I was working in the raw food restaurant in Australia for three months, where there was no other place to eat. And I was working <coughs> every day, so I was eating raw all the time. Uh, I felt uh, uh, clear in mind, and uh, even my vision was much more clear and my thought was clear. I can, I, my energetically, I was so subtle and peace. And yeah, wow. that's kind of small things. But what you eat, the food, affect our thought. And our thought affect our action and the words and ultimately your reality. In that sense, that's what I believe. And uh, I still remember the Ashtanga yoga teacher told me that when you start Ashtanga, you're gonna change, uh, Ashtanga yoga is gonna change your uh, life. Or, oh, oh no, no, he said, well, if you think of something, it, it will happen. I think eating the, food in this way is also have that you can manifest the things easily of course because we are aligned with the, the, the with the you know natural uh, with nature and uh, you are the part of the whole wholeness mm -hmm. and everything happens where it means to be so I feel like I'm more flow, um, uh, going with flow. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything I want or everything I need comes in the right timing. But that's, yeah, so maybe that's maybe because of my diet. <laughs> but I guess that's what I uh, mean to be. And uh, that's also how you, how you see. Your, it depends on your perspective, you know, how you see the things. And 
but yeah, I think everything is going very uh, easily and smooth and to the direction that I want. Mm. Um, yes. That, that's really beautiful. Mm. And I, I, I would just like reflect just by like spending like the times that I have spent with you mm. and also just like dancing nearby you. I feel that your energy is really light. Like I think you have like this lightness. Mm. about you and you have this playfulness mm. and joy mm. that is really um yeah it's it's very captivating it's very charming and it's re it's really lovely mm. to to be in your presence because you know in my head i would think of a, a restaurant owner and i'm from the united kingdom it's where i grew up and i think of gordon ramsay and he's mm. like you know the swearing like angry <laughs> chef very yep. stressed yep. out da, 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 but he's you know he's making very different things to you and so to see you know a restaurant owner with a packed restaurant literally every day and it'd be so serene and so um it feels quite grounded you know and, and also just like with ease and grace and flow um it definitely definitely um sparks interest or sparked interest into me to understand and learn more just about like who you are and like wow what is it that you're doing that kind of allows you to embody that grace and flow um, I guess my next question to you is like, what would you what would you say to some to someone who maybe hasn't had ex much experience with raw food, kind of living? Are there like building blocks or fundamentals for them to know about it? Hmm. So if you were to pick like three or four like fundamentals of raw food that people should just know about, you know, to to start them in the direction of discovery, like what would those fundamentals be? Okay, so. They should know. I mean, ah, yes. First thing is raw food is all about fun and creativity. <laughs> uh, it brings out um, so much of joy. And um, it's not something complicated. It's not uh, that is accessible to everyone and anyone. And that's what I want uh, people to know. Um, um you can start sprouting the, 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 the nuts and seeds and uh, even if you are living in the um, city that's where you can discover the nature's wonder you know uh, that's where you can connect with the nature even you don't if you don't have a garden that's uh, that's still possible uh, you, you're asking me more the technical things? No, no, that's, no, that's okay. <laughs> like, what kind of seeds? Like, if I wanted to sprout seeds, like what? Alfalfa seed, or you can do mung beans. That's the easiest uh, beans that you can sprout. Uh, lentils, anything whole form, it's gonna sprout. Nuts and seed, and legumes and grains. <clears throat> um, I always say, Good first uh, step is to buy the high power blender. That's gonna motivate you so much to make the most amazing smoothie every day. You want to like it makes you wanting to be healthy, mm. you know. And um, but of course you can start with normal blender, but the high power blender is really uh, worth investing. And uh, quite often, it's a lifetime uh, investment. Your, it's an investment for your house. When you think of that, it's not so expensive. 
and uh, it's gonna last for your lifetime. So uh, this is gonna be your best friend or best partner. And um, yeah, so yeah, good blender is really the good start. And the making smoothie, anyone can do, everybody can do. And then yeah, making nuts milk, you know, could be the next step, because you have to soak. Uh, but then that's where you understand the, the, the living energy. When you soak nuts and seed, it would become alive and available, available for us. Otherwise, when it's not soaked, it's like they're like sleeping. You have to knock them and awake them. <laughs> so how do you so how do you sprout and how do you make nut milk? Like this, for example, someone says to me, you know, like oh, just like make cashew nut milk. For me, that sounds really daunting and intimidating. Like, what do you yes, mean? Yes, like, I see. Yes. Like, how does that turn into milk? Ah, okay. So you soak cashew nuts and then you need to blend it, and that's the when you uh, that's nut milk. Okay. okay? Uh, to soak, I like to soak overnight, uh, but some se small seed or soft seed can be soaked for two, uh, eight hours. Uh, hard, uh, hard nuts like almond or walnuts better to soak eight to twelve hours, I would say, or just simply overnight. Sunflower seed, when you soak overnight, you see this small uh, things coming out. It's uh, already sprouting, it's quick. And then you're gonna rinse it off. Um, and then you're gonna blend together with fresh water. Um, as a guideline, the ratio with water and nuts would be four to one ratio. So four cups of water to one cup of nuts and seed. Or it could be one, two, three. Depend how thick you would like. And uh, cashew nuts is quite soft, and uh, you don't. It's quite smooth texture on its own, just by blending. Whereas almond, for example, it has a texture, so you need to strain it with cheesecloth or nut milk back if you have, or a very very fine. Um, um, strainer. Okay. And that's the nut milk. Okay. Is it still daunting? If it's still daunting, you can just simply blend uh, almond butter or any nut butter with uh, water. And that makes the milk that's as well? That's nut milk. And even it could be better because it's whole. But uh, you can buy activated uh, nuts butter now. That's the best, I would say. <laughs> Which means the nuts, are, nuts and seeds are soaked and dehydrated. Okay. Okay, so if I wanted to get started, like, if there are like four things that I could try <laughs> in the next week, it's soaking uh, nuts and beans. Mung beans are the easiest. Yes, yeah. yes. Sunflower so seeds are the fastest. Yeah. And then it's creating nut milks. Yeah. So just soaking them, blending them. Right? Yep. And um, possibly if I wanted to like cheat that, yes. I could just buy a butter and yep. then put water and then that also becomes a milk. Okay, do you have two other? Like if there's two more yeah, sure, sure. examples. Uh, I, I think uh, um, smoothie and uh, brisk ball, those could be two. Pasta. Zucchini pasta is also nice. Uh, yeah, so yeah, smoothie, super easy. You can make any, uh, anyone can make it. Put it in with some water. And 
yeah, water, fluids um, blend together, or um, so the liquid can be coconut water or just water or water with nuts butter, which is nuts milk, or you can use the nuts milk that you uh, made, blending together with a little bit of banana and some greens, kale or spinach, uh, some superfood to add if you like, or any seasonal foods that you like. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, if you, quite often smoothie can be a little nice and cold, just to um, make it appetizing. Um, so you can freeze the um, fruits and blend together with any liquid and add any superfood uh, uh, that you like and that's that's a good way to incorporate uh, superfood in everyday life and uh, in same way you can make a brisk ball or energy ball that's also the good way to incorporate superfood but I like to use a food processor uh, for brisk ball. Okay. So another gadget uh, you will need. But there is not so much of a gadget that you need. Okay. okay? So the, this is the second gadget that you need. But it doesn't have to be a high power uh, food processor. You can use any of the uh, food processor from okay. supermarket is fine. If you don't even, the ha you know, the hand blender comes yeah. often with a small attachment um, to process mm -hmm. the uh, um, onion to mince. That, that will do to make a brisk ball or energy ball. You just need the nuts and seeds and the dates or any dry fruits. And the ratio could be two to one. Okay. And you blend the nuts and seeds together of any flavor that you like. It could be cacao, maca, uh, lukuma, little bit of with a little bit of salt into small pieces, and then you're gonna add the dates or raisin or figs, and it's gonna bind and it gives the nice sweet taste, and uh, that's your super healthy snack. Okay. Uh, yeah. That sounds like when you say it, it sounds like super simple, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's super simple. It is simple. And that's what I will, I, that's how, what I teach. I, I don't want to make any barrier or any, uh, anything to make it looks, you know, um, looks like only I can do it. It's everybody can do it. And uh, you can be so creative when you create the food. Mm. And also for me, I think creativity is that is a really important key to, for the self-empowerment. Um, you know, it gives the, I don't know, confidence. It gives the, the strength of, to create your, the life. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's really interesting. Like, so I, I didn't grow up personally in like a cooking family. Like mm -hmm. my mom was very, very busy. So she was the type of person who bought like those, those dinners from the supermarket that you put in the oven. Right. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with very like routine based foods, a lot of pasta, a lot of bread, mm -hmm. like sandwiches, pasta. Um, and then like, you know, these kind of diner things. 
And I, when I kind of grew up and I started to live alone, I started to cook on my own, I started to understand like in the moment that I actually found a recipe or someone told me a recipe, like my grandma, this carrot cake mm. recipe she told me I love. Mm. Um, I felt so inspired because it, I felt really creative. I felt like, okay, here's a recipe, but like, I actually feel like it could be nice to add a little bit of this or add a little bit mm. of that. And that really inspired me to, to get involved. But then in the times that I'm like working really hard, I would like forget and I'd just like grab some eggs, put some sweet potatoes, fast omelet and let's go. So I guess like one, one barrier sometimes to cooking, especially in like big cities like London or Lisbon or New York or whatever, is, is like a time factor, right? Mm -hmm. And it feels like with raw food, some of it requires time, mm -hmm. right? But I guess that's also the gift mm -hmm. of it because it forces you to make time. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And to take more care. Yep. And to think ahead. Mm. And yeah, versus, you know, if you just buy like, e like eggs for me are the definition of ease and fastness with cooking. Because mm. I'm like, oh, if I have no time, I crack some, <laughs> you know, and that's not vegan, I know. Um, so does everything need a lot of time when you do rock? No, no. no. Like tomato sauce? It's so much quicker than making a tomato sauce, so, uh, like uh, so much faster than cooking tomato sauce. Okay. Um, making pasta with uh, the spiralizer, it takes uh, three minutes. <laughs> much faster than boiling pasta. Mm. So there is a lot of things that can be done quickly. Like those grease balls and uh, uh, smoothie, for example, you can, it's, it's so super easy, quickly done. But when, when you start involving dehydrator, that's where <coughs> it, things take more time and it's an overnight preparation or possibly two nights before. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can, because we dehydrate, so take out all the liquid, you can store a long time. So you can make crackers and uh, uh, wraps um, um, in advance. Uh, so you can make a wrap quickly with the fresh ingredients. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have that uh, raw food aspect, um, in your daily uh, life, yeah, you can do many things in in quickly as long as you prepare yeah. certain things in advance. Yeah. yeah, 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 yes. Which actually is a really good way to be. Like I, I used to not be like that, mm -hmm. and then uh, there was this cook that I really like. I think her name's like Anna Jones or Anna James. And in her, she had like this cookbook where she, she called it investment cooking. So you buy <laughs> ingredients on a Sunday, for example, mm -hmm. and then you spend your Sunday making these things like mm. you make tahini or you make these different mm. things so that you invested for the week. And so during the week, you have them already in the fridge and you can just grab different things if, if, if you want to have more of speed, let's say. Yes. So um, yeah, it was really insightful. I guess as, as we're like coming to the end, mm. I just wanted to ask like, for anyone who's like inspired right now and you know takes takes on board these amazing suggestions that you made and tries them out and is, wants to go further into it, do you have any reading or video suggestions or people you follow aside from your amazing self? Because <laughs> people should definitely buy your book and should definitely follow you uh, for things that people could 
try at home to research more. Research. Mm. <laughs> Let me think. I mean, the, yeah, my book is a really good source if you want to make something simple and easy. Which one? You have a few, right? I have four. Wow. So depend. <laughs> the, the, I have the uh, three of them are raw, and one is cooked vegan, and this is what I've been making in the retreat for many years, and so it's guaranteed it's going to be good for whoever. Uh, mix and it's very simple you don't need a uh, complicated gadget okay so I I would recommend that you can make a you know a nice simple pumpkin soup uh, any like people's favorite Asian flavor mm. um, another one is raw I have volume one and volume two and uh, those are good that if you want to get into a role and uh, it will explain many many things in detail and uh, there is a simple one and a complicated one okay both and I also have a dessert book that's you know if someone interested oh God, your in dessert the most incredible desserts <laughs> in the world Thank you. Yeah, they really are. Like, I can't, I honestly can't wait for one day to, to, <laughs> to bring you to Portugal or London or anywhere else and show your desserts because I think they're just like amazing. Sorry to interrupt. So, you have a book on that too. So, if someone wanted yeah. to copy or replicate these insane desserts, they can. Yes. Okay. I guess David Wolf has a good information about raw food, more like energetic aspect. Uh, he talks about superfood and uh, also tonic herbs. Um, I'm quite also into Chinese tonic herb. Mm. So, um, Long Tea Garden, who has a shop called Dragonfly. If you go online of the dragonfly.com, uh, it they have a really, really good information about what is tonic and then all those uh, individual um, property. Mm. And also Gabriel Cousin, he's another raw food um, advocate, and he's also an Ayurvedic doctor. Um, so he understands the ancient perspective incorporate into raw food diet and uh, he helps people to cure even diabetes wow. through the healthy diet and, and fasting so th there's a lot of good information if okay. you search his name Gabriel Cousins. Cousins Cousins okay cool 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 and, and if someone wanted to find out more about you your books your Amazing cafe. Mm -hmm. uh, how do they how do they find out about it? Yeah, how I think you can Google Sayuri, my name, Healing Food. Okay. Uh, SayuriHealingFood.com okay. is our website, and uh, we have all info all the information of the trainings, and cafe and event, and also the cookbook. Okay, cool. And what are the next events this year that you're doing? It's all here in Bali, right? 
yes, uh, this year over here in Bali, uh, lots of training, uh, dessert and the chocolate and level one and level two. And also, I might gonna go to Philippines to do the workshop wow. in the islands, uh, Sargao or Sargao Island, uh, Manila, and uh, China, and wow. Korea. Okay. And maybe to Portugal next yeah, year. Yeah, Portugal <laughs> next year in August. I, I have to like come back to you, and we're gonna finish out the whole plan. Yeah, but so definitely, sure. you definitely need to come. Next yeah, year, love to have you. Cool. 2020. So bring yes. Sayuri to Europe because Europe needs to see you, needs mm, to eat parts you. of <laughs> you. And I really feel there's a lot for you to like share and teach over mm. there. So it would be such a pleasure to have you. Sayuri, it was amazing to uh, speak to you and learn more about your amazing healing food. Um, I'm going to eat a, a lunch here, sure, <laughs> after this conversation. And I just want to say you, that you're very inspiring. And I think what's really inspiring about you is not only the food that you create and the amazing culture that mm. is here, which is very rare. Like you don't, I really don't come across culture like this in a restaurant mm. in many places in the world, really. The, people come for a reason. They come for a meal and then they exit or they stay for a coffee mm. after their meal. Mm. But the meal ends and so does the experience in mm. the cafe. Mm. Your place, it's a day at Sayuri's, you mm. know. So there's, there's a sense of like family mm. um, and also like freedom because pe people can relax. Like mm. if people are listening, you could hear kids, you know, mm. in the background and you know, one could argue, oh, that's getting in the way of the podcast or just Thank you for listening to another episode of My Crew. Be sure to follow us on Insta at My